Hi there, my name's Adam Parr. I'm the podcast host, the Parr City Podcast. In this podcast, you'll be listening to me connect with people from different walks of life, from the military to people in the music industry to people in the self-help industry and many other areas of life. In this podcast, I'll be talking about topics from self-help, mental health, motivation, spirituality, mindset, society, current affairs, and much, much more. If you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe, share, and let me know your feedback. My main intention on this podcast is to have a positive impact. For you, the the listener, to take something positive from it, to apply something positive into your life from this. Now, with without further ado, let's get into this podcast and enjoy. Hi, and welcome to the Positivity Podcast. On today's episode, I'm with Paul Smith. Paul Smith is a motivational speaker and life coach. On today's episode, we talk about mental health, passion, living your best life, and coping with the current situation um, with COVID-19. So I hope you enjoy this episode. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Tuning in, trying to find out how to win. Go along and tell a friend. Marathon, you know the game. Keep on running, never end. Getting better, make a man. Adam got it, Adam got it, Adam got it, Adam got it. Positivity, 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 Tune in. Paul, how are you doing? You alright? Yeah, not too bad. How are you? Oh, good, good. Yeah, yeah. Sound, sound, mate. Good, good. Can you hear me okay, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Close, Crystal. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, yeah. Got you, oh, yeah. Sweet. So, like, how, how's things are you? you um, I see that you've been, like, you know, doing loads of content for your uh, Facebook group and all of that. It's really good, man. Cheers, man. Yeah, no, it's super busy at the minute um, with everything that's going on. But, yeah, no. Great, and yourself, you know? Yeah, yeah, um, I've just been kind of cracking on with this, really. Um, you know, kind of got the time to do it now, so um, just kind of been focusing on this and a few other bits, like. Yeah, no, it's amazing. I've seen this is like, what, you're up to episode, was it 30 or 40-something now? Yeah, yeah, I think this is uh, 38. This is the 38th. I'm just processing two other ones at the minute. Yeah, man, that's good, man. That's uh, yeah, you're making some great progress with it. It's fantastic. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. It's just initially getting started. I think that's the hard part of anything, isn't it? It's um, getting the getting the gears into place and um, just doing it. And you know, not not so much thinking about the um, the opinions of other people, you know, and just kind of doing it. That's that's uh, one of the difficult hurdles uh, to overcome. I find you know with a lot of things we do. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. You're right. You know, that's the beginning piece. That's the hardest piece. But when you get it started and you get into that flow, it's just nice. Yeah, yeah it's that momentum in it. You know, once you get going, it, it just kind of builds. 
So, so like with everything going on, of like, is it how have you kind of been coping with it? Like, you know, what how have you kind of used your time? And so, um, I've just been been working late hours, to be honest. Um, as you've seen, I've just released a, a new. I've been working and trying to learn new skills and stuff myself. Um, to yeah, yeah. build a new website from scratch. I didn't hire a developer or anything, so I literally tried to turn on the tech side of stuff but in terms of managing time it's just you know it's prioritizing putting pins in things um come back to things at different times what what can we do what can you do now that's going to give you uh, um you know more benefit in the long run and mm. learn where to spend your energy that's a huge thing are you familiar with that yourself yeah yeah massively i think especially with everything going off now, um, I think people are being more mindful of, you know, who they spend the time with, what they focus on and what they do because, you know, our attention's on ourselves and, you know, if you're not doing things or around things that deserve you, you know, you kind of feel a bit, you know, negative about it. Yeah, no, definitely. It's... The times that we're in at the minute, you know, it's it's easy to to feel a bit lost. Um, mm. But once you find that you can, you know, the things that you you enjoy and you find that, you know, we talk about momentum. But when you find that momentum, you can actually channel, um, you know, the, what's going on into a bit of motivation and just get our head stuck in. And you know, we've got being at home, we've got a lot of time, a lot of time. This is how we want to choose to spend it. Yeah, no, I agree, and it's um, it's what you choose to do with it, isn't it? And um, just thinking about you know the effects of what you do afterwards, you know, like if I do X, Y, Z, I'm gonna feel you know this after doing it. Yeah, no, you're right, one hundred percent. You know, one of the questions I like to ask people is, you know, in a year's time, in a year's half time, when people ask, you know, what were you doing in isolation? What do you want your answer to be? You know. Do you want to say that you sat around watching Netflix and you know didn't really do much with it, or do you want to say actually I put I changed the way I thought and I put a lot of effort into my passions and what I want to do out of life and turn it into something worthwhile? Yeah, no, massively, and I think that's you know a great perspective, isn't it? Because you know it gets people thinking about you know what am I what am I doing? Um, you know what have I achieved? Because you know when things kind of gravitate towards being a little bit more normal you're not going to have that time and opportunity to do the things that you want to do you know like you probably could have done more yeah and regrets you know regret and guilt you know that self-guilt is not something you want to carry you know for thinking to yourself i could have done this and that yeah Right, exactly. And, you know, we do that a lot as humans. You know, we, we we kind of tend to beat ourselves up if we don't get through our to-do list or we don't get stuff done or don't feel as productive as we, we should have done. Um, you know, it's difficult. You know, any change at first is hard. And mm. at the, when we first went into all everything that was going on to on, on the minute, it's, you know, it's difficult, you know, to find a, a new routine, to kind of adapt to the, the big change that's going on. But... Once you have, once you've found that, then, you know, pick yourself back up again and really 
really put your energy into what it is you want to do. It's a perfect time to be creative. It really is. Yeah. No, that's exactly it. And, you know, it's important to, you know, do what makes you happy, isn't it? And find your passion and, um, you know, just to take that chance, you know, to that leap of faith and just do it. Like, everyone's got their own passion and different uh, thing that drives them, you know, like, you, know, you want to learn another language, you want to learn how to play a musical instrument or set up a website, you know, the or read a book even, you know, yeah. kind of. But I, I find that sometimes, you know, the the world that we live in, there are so many things to do. It's almost like uh, people can't decide what to focus on because there's so many different things to focus on. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you there. You know, we live in a world where we have access to so much data, so much information that, you know, it is overwhelming and we have to look to make decisions or find what it is that, um, you know, we want to do. But that's all external, you know. For me, one of the ways in which I found what I like and what I enjoy doing is to start to go within. It's going to sound a bit spiritual, but, you know, it's looking within and starting to feel what you actually want to do rather than thinking too much about everything that's available to you. Yeah, and no, I, I agree. And I think, like, that's what people kind of, I think, don't do as much, but there might be, you know, fingers crossed, doing it a lot more through what's happening because you have to tune into yourself and look within to then, you know, get a feel for what you want, you know, externally. Whereas I think a lot of people are doing it backwards. They're seeking things externally to kind of, um, reward that thing internally if that makes sense you know through buying things or engaging certain things yeah no no i completely agree with you on that you know like i feel like when we hear the words we need to find our passion it's a bit of a kind of red heron a bit of a misguidance you know because it, you know when we look for ourselves externally it's like looking for ourselves in a big game of where's wally and um, you know you're trying yeah. to spread yourself out in a crowd but, um, you know, if passion isn't something you find, this is my personal thoughts, is passion isn't something that we find, it's something that we feel. And like you said, mm. then it's not buying these things to make us feel better. It's not attaching our goals to having this car or this amazing house. It's about going within and doing stuff that makes you feel good from within. Mm. It's mm. what you enjoy. You know, you mentioned speaking a new language or taking up a new skill and playing your music instrument, that's the sort of thing that if you feel that energy and you feel good when you do that, that activity or whatever it is, then, you know, you're, you're on to, towards your passion. Mm. But it, no, that's it. And it's kind of like, you know, what you're doing and probably similar to what I'm doing and, um, you know, a lot of other people out there, you know, who are posting videos or doing uh, certain things on social media, you know, that's something that they feeling themselves is is a good thing and um i think you know like people can only kind of grow from what's happening in some way if they engage in that yeah no i completely agree with you i completely agree but but like um i saw that you've is it some app you've, you've got an app now or something or is it a website like the coaching minds is, coaching that, is that still it's it's a new website, so it's a kind of coaching firm. So what I, I really believe in, and I'm sure you believe in this too, or you wouldn't be doing this podcast, is, you know, collaboration in, in the coaching world is so key and to work together. You know, if you want to make an impact to the world, you've got to work together with people and 
you know, you've got to look at all the different ways in which you can do that, um, which you're doing with this this amazing podcast. You know, you're, you're yeah. collaborating with so many different people, get so many different views out there. It's it's amazing. Um, so, yeah. yeah, we kind of pulled together the first coaching firm where we're a group of coaches that are working together. Um, and, yeah, it's just a place to get personal development stuff, um, book coaching sessions, all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, um, it's kind of coming together and trying my passion through coaching and making a difference. Yeah, no, that's really, really amazing. And, uh, you know, I appreciate, you know, what you said about podcasts really means a lot. And, you know, um, you know, it's good what you're doing on your website and collaborating with other people. And you're right, because, you know, like in coaching and networking, you know, it's you can only do so much alone, you know, like you do need people to network and collaborate with to kind of grow it. Yeah, no, hundred percent to grow it and to make a bigger difference, you know. Um, mm. It's it's so, and one of the things I always keep in mind is I like to have a, a good network of coaches, you know. So if I get, you know, my my client base is too big, um, too many people approaching me, I like to be able to point people in the right direction, you know. Um, you know, we're mm. not be the best, we're not going to have the best chemistry, that best connection with everybody. But uh, if you know, if the more coaches I coll- collaborate with, the more coaches I know. I can say, you know, this guy is fantastic. You know, go and speak to Adam or go speak to mm. Jim, whoever. You know, you can point them in in the direction of people that you think they will be connected with at a deeper level. Because you know, it's for me. I live by this philosophy that you know, people should mm. people you know should, people should be open. People should be able to talk about their problems, and it doesn't matter who they're talking to, as long as they're talking to somebody. If you get me. Yeah, yeah, of course, and. Yeah, that's kind of what, you know, one of the key things of coaching, isn't it? Like, um, like when we met in London, when we did our course, and um, you you would see, I know when they did demonstrations, sometimes one coach would work better with that person compared to someone else. It's nothing personal. It's just how it is sometimes. And that's, it's good that you can kind of refer people to other people, you know, because they might be able to, kind of um help that person with whatever it is you know yeah definitely and you know I'm, I'm, we're talking a bit deeper than niches here you know we it's good to know coaches have our specific niches so if someone wants help with a relationship you can point them towards a relationship coach someone wants help with confidence you can point them towards a confidence coach but i mean it's deeper than that it's, it's that energy that connection that you have with someone you know, you, you've probably experienced this in yourself when you have discovery sessions or conference sessions, or first session with a client. It's not about the need for what you want. It's that there's the connection there. And if it's right, it's right. If it's not, then who who else can you guide them towards? So. Yeah, no, exactly. And it's that rapport, isn't it? Because, you know, without that rapport and that connection, you're not going to um, be able to develop that trust as efficient as effectively. Exactly, exactly. So, like, with um, what you're doing, like, what, what platform are you finding uh, beneficial? Because, I mean, there's that many different social media platforms and tools out there. I mean, uh, would you say, like, Facebook's kind of working for you? Because I know um, there's, like, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat. There's, you know, LinkedIn. And TikTok's kind of taken over massively. Yeah, TikTok is is up and coming. I'm yet to go on TikTok yet. I'm going to keep that for a month or two time. You know me; I'm a bit behind with the 
with the technology. Um, I know you use Instagram a lot. Um, for me, yeah. And the best platform that's working for me at the minute is is Facebook. Um, it's it's working nicely for what I want to do in terms of webinars and groups. I have a lot of private Facebook groups on there. Um, mm. And I don't know just the functionality of having pages and everything. I know you, you've got similar through Instagram, but I don't know. But for me at the minute, Facebook's working. I do need to. I've started to venture out into Instagram a little bit more over the past couple of weeks. Um, mm. TikTok, you know, it is it's up and coming. And you know, it's it's a good opportunity for us as coaches and people who want to make a difference. How we can use that platform because at the minute I find that I don't know if you feel the same, but a lot of TikTok is it's very it's comical it's, it's it's comedian there it's for a laugh you know it's fun it's, it's playing about so how do you use the fun side but also deliver an important message to people too mm-hmm. yeah that's good it's a good point and i think that's what i found with tiktok as well like it's a very good app and there's a lot happening on it and um the thing is a lot of people are doing you know these dancing videos and uh you know create creative fun uh, out there clips um but you know i've seen people use it who are doing martial arts or boxing and they're using it to show uh tactics and things like that but you know a lot of people only want to give you know 30 seconds of their attention to a video yeah or 20 seconds do people want to on tickles you swipe there's that there's thousands of videos and you can just swipe up swipe up swipe up you know, and to, to do, try and incorporate what we do into that app, the, you know, the people really want to spend, I don't know, a minute listening to something. It's, it's, um, I'm sure there are people out there that would, but you're trying to engage yourself in something that's very, very different to what you're doing, aren't you? Yeah. It's like, how do you appeal in that kind of uh, area? Yeah, and you know, everything you just said there is, is so. Um... So, right, so meaningful, you know, it's 30 second videos. You know, Instagram for me, you go back to Instagram, you know, that's for instant fix. People swipe through and look through Instagram. And, you know, it's great if you want to build a following, if you want to get yourself out there, seeing a bit of your personality. But, you know, when you talk about personal development, when you talk about growth, when you talk about making a real difference to people's life, is 30 seconds enough? You know, mm. what can you deliver that's going to really be powerful within 30 seconds you know you, you've got to mm. think outside the box and mm. yeah, you're right if people go on there for fun they put through thousands of videos um to get a bit of a feel good but, you know it's i think tiktok like that just feel good that quick laugh that quick smile um rather than mm. deep and transformational so you're right. you're right yeah no that's it and um i think you know, like there are going to be people out there who will watch it. You know, it's it's um it's not about how many people watch it, it's about who kind of who watches it, isn't it? Really, and who views your content. You know, you could get twenty people on it, and one of those people might be part of a company or something that might might open up another connection. That's the kind of the way I I view social media now. Like, um, you know, we're kind of probably all guilty of it. You know, chase likes and um, responses and things like that. Whereas, I think if you're just doing it and you're not thinking about that, it's a lot easier to 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 make the content because you're you're there to provide value, you're not to to the audience. You're not doing it for your for your own needs, if that makes sense. 
Yeah, no, exactly. And you've probably seen yourself on this journey yourself. You know, when I started a couple of years ago, when I first started putting content out there, I, you, know, you think about, well, what can I put out there that's going to get likes? And, you know, you start to measure your likes and hearts just to see if your content is good. You kind of use it as a bit of reinsurance that we're putting out there as amazing. But actually, when we get past that, and we really come that, you know, it's not about likes, it's not about loves or reactions. It's about the message yeah. out there. When you believe in yourself that your message is bigger than you and you put it out there and your content's out there, you know, you get to a point where you don't even check back. Like, I can't remember the last time I ever checked back to look how many likes a post got or how many, I just constantly put them out there. Because yeah. me, spending energy on putting content out there rather than the, the engagement. I do try and engage on a lot of it. If I get comments through, I try and engage and, and keep people, you know, I don't want to just put something out there for the sake of people reading it. I like to have a bit of a discussion on it. And I think that's why I like Facebook because it's easier to have those discussions off the back of, of um, comments and, you know, it's got that live function too. But for me, it's just about putting the content out there and yeah, with people. Um, no, that's that's one of the good things about Facebook and uh, LinkedIn is more it's kind of more connected, more networking, isn't it? Whereas, like I've I've put content on uh, Instagram sometimes, and I've just received like likes or notifications or comments from fake accounts or you know like bots. And um, do you know what I mean? Like kind of you know profiles that aren't real; they're just kind of automated. Yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, and I've seen other people's profiles, you know, other people with really good profiles putting out some good content and they've got like, you know, 50 followers or hundred followers and they've got some really good content. And I'm like, kind of thinking how they only got 50 people. But then I was like, well, those 50 people or, um, you know, it's not about the numbers. It's about who they actually are. You know, it could be big, some big, important people who follow them. And that's, that's kind of, I think, you know, the way social media should go, you know, and how people should think. Because if you think constantly about the numbers, you know, you're only kind of filling your own ego. And people are going to go to see that. And, you know, it's not good for your self-esteem. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, you made some important points there about, you know, fake Instagram accounts, people with, with low following. And it's, you know, okay, you can have, thousands of followers but what are the, the reason they're following you for i feel like instagram is a little bit of a game and people just like people's content it's like a game of numbers you know I, yeah you feel like this or anybody who listens to this feels this but people are just they're liking things for the wrong reason they're following you for the wrong reason i've seen people follow me and unfollow me just so i can follow them back there's just loads of, loads of games out there and the aim of everybody on there well not everybody but the aim of a lot of people i feel on there is to build this following but the question is, you can have so many followers, but, you know, it's for me, it's about, I if, if I have people following me, I want them to follow me for the right intentions. Yeah, and that's what it's all about, isn't it? And you do the same with them. And I've, I've noticed that on some accounts. And um, I actually need to kind of sort out my Instagram because I'm following quite a lot. I just kind of like loads of stuff. But... Um, a lot of the time you'll like something they'll like they'll follow you and then unfollow you just to get a you know a number and um i remember like joe rogan said like you know when he did his uh podcast he had like i think 200 people who watched it 
and he was like, you know, it's not about how many views you get, it's about who actually reviews it. Yeah. And it's it's quite an you know an important perspective, isn't it? Yeah. But um as well, like I know that um Twitch is upcoming. The um streaming uh service Twitch. You can now uh, people are they've now opened up a category for podcasts and uh people are, you know, just doing talks on it. It's not just for gaming now. Yeah. But yeah, like you said, you know, if you if you believe in what you're doing, your products, you know, it's it's about that impact you have on other people, isn't it? That's far more beneficial. Exactly. Exactly. You know, I would rather have fifty followers that I've made a difference in impact to their lives than a thousand fake followers that are just following me for whatever, you know? I yeah, yeah. I'm all about making an impact. I'm not about numbers. I don't care how many people follow, how many people like. You know, if I can just change one person or one person's way of thinking by a post I put out there, then my job's done. It's it was worth it for me, you know? Yeah. No, that's that's you know, a really positive, nice way of, you know, being, isn't it? Um as opposed to, you know, people chasing their ego, you know, you're putting something out there and making people happy because that, that's powerful, isn't it? You know, it almost has a ripple effect, you know, like you put something out there that makes someone feel good, that makes you feel good. And then that might make a difference to their day and they might execute on doing something, you know, through the inspiration of you putting something out there. Yeah. Yeah. And that's an amazing way of doing it. You know, I've seen a lot of people kind of not, not, for me, it's on that ripple effect. You know, it's not about someone just sharing your post, but it's someone thinking about what you've written and then rewriting it in their own way, or you know, passing that message on in their own words to somebody else. I really like it when I see that. It's, it's yeah, no, it's, that's kind of you know, and that's how the world should be, shouldn't it? It's all about you know, we're all in this together. Um, you know, we're not on a one-man mission, are we? You know, it's through working together. Exactly. Exactly. So, so like, because I met you in like London when we did that uh, coaching course. What what kind of got you into coaching? Would you say in this kind of like field of things? Like, what kind of drew you drew you to it? So, what I'll be open and honest. What drew me to coaching was 2017. I fell into quite a deep depression and um, really dark mm. place um, that I struggled to get out of. Um, mm. And the only thing I kind of actually had motivation to do and to continue was my martial arts. So I used to. I, yeah. like twice a week to four times a week just as a bit of a distraction um and in there i found kind of zen philosophy and chinese philosophy start to read real deep into that and then i found a coaching group and kind of started to transform myself within three to four months and i thought you know i want to help other people now if i can build myself from where i was like drinking all the time being a really you know depressive horrible place mm. build myself mm. out of that you know um without therapy and counseling because they just didn't work. I tried it and didn't work. <laughs> it, it wasn't for me, you know, to bring myself out of that through coaching, through mindfulness, through, you know, yeah, through, yeah. and how do I make that impact to the world? And I came across, you know, I, I did a lot of research on all different coaching courses and, and found the one that we did together. Um, and yeah, want to make an impact and help people. No, so, um, you know, really, you know, an amazing journey, isn't it? You know, to like go to a certain place in yourself and, um, you know, like look at, you know, how you can change your situation and, 
make it better for yourself and then, you know, use that experience, isn't it, to help other people who might be in that place. Exactly. And, you know, for me, I feel like experience, and this is why I feel like everybody's story is so important, you know. If we've got a story, we should share it. If we've got experiences of, of going through things, then we should share them because experience is what really helps people overcome. You know, we... We, we live in a world where education and qualifications are supposed to, you know, that gives you credibility to help someone. But I feel actually it's experience that really catalysts learning. You know? Talking to someone that's mm. something is going to give you much more than talking to somebody that has a qualification. Yeah, no, that's massive. I think that's true. And um, the thing is, like, qualifications and certificates, that's all, part, all kind of buys into the system. And unfortunately, that's how system's been built but like people would rather employ or listen to somebody who kind of uh walks their talk so to speak like you know who's who's you know lived through things who's experienced things and they're a byproduct of you know their experience you know that's why you know i think i like gary v a lot because he is an example of that he you know has had all these different experiences and he's like, you know, look at me now. And he's to the point where it's, it's hard sometimes to, you know, you could have a qualification on something, but you've got no actual, you know, experience. It's people aren't, you know, probably going to judge you more. You know, like, going to think, to, you know, do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, you know. And uh, Gary V is is the perfect example. You know, you've probably done what I didn't look back at. You know, when he was doing his wine um, business and the amount of lives he put on there. I think did he get up to like two hundred and fifty, five hundred? He got a huge amount of different lives that he kept doing every week in, week out. Even though he the interaction, he just continued and continued and continued and continued. And like I said, look at him now. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And he kind of like you know came from like Europe and then came to the states and then. He just kind of kept on. You know, this is before they had all the apps and platforms that there is now. He was like the early days, like early Facebook slash YouTube days, wasn't it? Like when. Yeah. But no, that's it. And it's about your experiences, and you know, it's what you do and how you use your experiences, isn't it? You know, to benefit yourself and others, and not be a victim because that's what some people can do. Can be in that trap of being a victim and being like, oh, I'm not okay because of X, Y, Z. Yeah. No, <laughs> victim mode is, is, you know, something that we can all fall into at, at some point. Um, yeah. But it's, you know, simple solution out there. As soon as we start to take accountability for our own lives and everything that happens to us and, you know, take some responsibility to, towards it, then we can make that change. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And I think, you know, right now is a time where people are more honest with themselves because a lot of people, you know, we're all kind of going through our own struggles, our own um, our own obstacles at the minute. And, you know, we should be honest with ourselves and how we feel because if you're lying about that, you're only kind of, you know, uh, kind of bullshitting yourself, so to speak, aren't you? And that's not going to help yourself and that's not going to help other people kind of... Uh, perceive where you are you know, exactly you know and, and 
I'll be honest with you, when 2017 wasn't the first time I fell into depression, I fell into it a couple of years before that, but I just buried stuff, you know, I didn't want to face it, I didn't want to accept it, I didn't want to take responsibility or any part for anything that was happening, so I buried it, you know, and that it comes back mm. and it eats you alive, so you're right, you know, we kind of bullshit ourselves, we kind of bury what's going on, we've got to feel it, you know, we've got to feel it to heal it, and we need yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I follow a lot of Sadhguru. I don't know if you followed Sadhguru before, but one, in one of his videos, he talks about responsibility and how responsibility is about our ability to respond. So it's not about attaching blame or blaming ourselves for anything. It's about ourselves, right? I have the ability to respond to any situation. How do I want to respond to that situation? Not about I'm I'm blame I'm to blame for this, but how can I respond? Slightly asking the different question to yourself, which I thought was really powerful. Yeah, I've I've, I've seen a bit of his uh, content. My brother follows him a lot. He watches a lot of his stuff, and um, he's a bit like a philosopher, isn't he? And that's it. And um, you, I think a lot of people, you know, we all react. We're all guilty of it. We react and we don't respond. And responding to a situation and stuff is completely different because this is a perfect example like what's happening a lot of people reacted to begin with they didn't respond they went reacted flew to the shopping supermarkets bought loads of things yeah that's that's a reacting isn't it yeah yeah, it is yeah you know so people react but also people put blame you know i hear a lot of people when i have conversations they try to blame the government or they're blaming this or they're blaming that they try to put the blame on somebody else that's going on and that mindset in itself is not a great space to be in so instead of saying right who can i blame for this it's right how can i take responsibility for this you know and this is not saying that you you caused the virus or you're to blame for the virus or whatever that's going on it's actually saying okay i have an ability to respond to this situation it's you looking at what you can control and how can you then use your ability to respond to make a difference or help out to the place or you know get creative or if you want to respond to do nothing then at least you're giving yourself that choice because mm. it's quite a deep uh, topic isn't it it's like <laughs> you know like especially with you know i'm not going to go into politics but you know the government like if if people if the government or people are more genuine people are gonna trust them because you know, as a human being, like, we're not stupid. We can see what's genuine and what's real and what isn't. And if someone's not putting their hands up and taking a bit of flack and being honest, people aren't going to buy into their trust because you've got to be honest with yourself to be with, you know, honest with other people, haven't you? Yeah, man. And yeah, you're right. In terms of honesty, be honest with yourself to, to be honest with other people. But it's more about, you know, not about being honest, but just, starting to change your mindset so that you look at what you do, what you can control and how you can react rather than, you know, trying to put this blame onto something else to give you an excuse not to act, if that makes sense. Like like you said, it's quite a deep, deep comment, but, you know, what's causing everybody pain right now is that they're being forced to do something. You know, if you take your favorite chocolate bar, I don't know, Mars bar, whatever, right? If you were eating that on your own, that's, it's amazing, you know? But if someone's mm. stuffing it down your neck, you're going to hate it, you know? So it's the fact that we're being forced to do things rather than actually doing things out of our own <laughs> choice that's causing us this pain. So how do we flip that back around so we're taking back control and we're choosing how we want to respond to things, if that makes sense? Yeah, no, I, I I agree. 
uh, it's a good point. And it's not just being forced um, physically by staying in certain locations and not being able to do certain things. I think we're also being forced, you know, the information and the news, like whatever platform you go on, it's all about the virus. And I'm, I'm uh, very choosy how much news I look at now and what news I look at because, I mean, I talked about this on a podcast the other day. So I went on Sky News, and at the very top, it was like breaking news. People at home are now having to, you know, work on their own dental surgery fillings. And I was like, how is that breaking news? How is that at the top of the news? Like, and um, the, the news, like, the media don't put much goodness out there. They don't put much positivity out there. And... And that's, you know, something that makes, it's controlled in some way because it makes people more vulnerable and scared. Exactly. And, you know, you've just given the perfect example of the difference between, you know, having using that ability to respond. You said there that you're very careful and you choose what news you watch. That, you know, the, like I said, the media is forcing negative stuff on us. and But we have a choice to read that. We have a choice to believe that. So, you know, we've got to take that back and look inwards and say, right, how do I choose to respond to the media and for me, and I guess you do something similar, is I don't watch it anymore. You know, I set up alerts for the important things that I need to do on my phone, but I don't watch the media anymore because it causes all this negativity and the breaking news is people doing uh, films at home, you know? like it's... Hmm. Yeah, that's it. And there's different sources you can get your information from. I think Forbes, Forbes and uh, is it the New York Times and... Um, I know LinkedIn news, it's, it doesn't really publish, you know, in a negative, they just kind of lay down the facts I find. So you, if you can find, I don't know, other alternatives and news sources that don't put all the neg, you know, brand all the negative stuff, they just lay down the facts. I think that's kind of probably, you know, a good way of filtering your news out. Cause, um, it's your time and it's your energy. And it's like, I, I used to religiously do it every morning. Sky News, first thing in the morning. Spend about 15 minutes of my time looking through stuff. And, it, you know, that that was it. The first 20, 30 minutes as you wake up, those thoughts that you think carry throughout your day. So if you're, if you're looking at negativity first thing in the morning, that's going to carry throughout your day. Exactly, exactly. So that's why it's good to, uh, you know, as soon as you wake up, check out your, um, you know, what you're doing, your, your um, Wisdom Creators and SKCW page and, you know, check out my podcast in the morning, you know, give it that positive. <laughs> positive side of stuff, yeah. But, you know, you're getting everything you're saying here, it, it's you're, you're living that, that choice, you know. Like people who, you know, they read the news or whatever, social media, because, you know, you get a lot of news on social media, and um, that's negative it's this but you know we can say oh the media is negative it's crap it's this it's that. it makes us all we can do something about it like you have and choose you know what you follow who you follow what you watch, when you watch it you know it's exercising that ability to respond it's exercising our choice rather than mm-hmm. the media is negative like yeah no that's exactly it and i think through this i think less and less people are going to be wanted to consume it because people are confused yeah I'm, i've been confused by it. i think you know that one day it's this one day it's that and it's almost like you know the government and the media don't really know what to publish next it's like oh let's publish this because 
this is you know new information or evidence and then the next day it's something else yeah you know but the, the truth is nobody knows what's going on it's all you know you know <laughs> we've got a virus with no cure um we've been working to find virus we've got news being here nobody knows what's going on and you know the more we try and make sense of it the more it is going to make us feel confused and lost so it's just a case of you know digesting what you need to digest but focus on what you can do and what you can do right now for yourself you know and others around you how do you help the situation yeah no that's that's exactly it and it's focused on what you can control and what you can't control isn't it as well because we, we 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 need that sense of control and uh knowingness that so that's that certainty we we crave certainty we need to know what's happening and right now we don't so that's kind of causing a lot of anxiety like in people um how how would, how would you say or what what tips would you give uh for people to kind of you know manage their anxiety or emotions at the moment would you say so you know, one of the things i always believe in is you know when we start to feel anxious we're focused too much on the future you know we're focused too much on our imagination we're starting to think about you know what this what is going to mean for our future so for me the biggest tip with anxiety is finding something that brings you to what's happening right now you know and i'm not saying what's happening outside you know, if you've got a house or you've still got your job whatever it's going to bring you yourself to the present moment you know, I'm trying to get, not get too spiritual on it, but it's bringing yourself to the present, you know, your meditation, you know, or journaling, all that sort of stuff are great. But what is it, what activity do you really enjoy? Um, what do you like to read? Even if it's a Netflix series or something, what can you bring yourself to the now? Stop thinking about the future. What can you do right now to, you know, make make the most of what's happened? Mm. Yeah, no, I, I massively you know, agree with what you said. And I think it's about staying present, isn't it? You know, because if you start thinking out of the box, you know, what, what if, um, and all of that into, into the future, you're not going to, you know, weaken your immune system, get stressed, um, more chances of getting a cold and your energy levels are going to be low. So yeah, you know, exactly right. You know, just do the things that make you happy and kind of, bring you back to the moment yeah, isn't it bring yourself back to the moment it's looking at what you can control you know and stop stop focusing on things that you can't because right now you know i'm not with my family i missed the cut off to get back up north so you know i'm here in my house alone down south and um and you know i can focus on am i ever going to see my family again what's going to happen how long it's going to go i can you know i can go into all those negative thoughts or i can say right i'm here how can i put myself into my work how can i do the creative stuff that i enjoy doing how can i make an impact to people from my home how can i make a difference bring myself to what's going on right now and stop worrying about the future you know and i know it's easier said than done but if you find those things that keep your mind focused then that's the, the, the trick that's going to help you mm. no that's it you definitely kind of hit the nail on the head and i'm I think, you know, we kind of cover some really good points and I think uh, it's definitely true, isn't it? You have a choice of what you focus on and we've all got our own mental health, we're all in this together. So, I mean, it's not like, there, you know, people might out there, people out there might feel alone, but, you know, the deep reality is, is that they're not alone because there's thousands, millions of people out there who are 
experiencing exactly the same thing. Exactly. You know, the whole world. So, you know, if you think about things that happen, negative things happen all the time, death happens all the time, you know, people are going through shit all the time. The only problem we have right now that, that makes this different is that we're all going through it together at the same time. The whole world, everybody on this planet is being affected by this, this pandemic in one way or another. And that's what's, you know, it's causing the real issue. But one of the things I, I, I like to try and tell people, um, and it was Simon Sinek who got me into this way of thinking, like, we need to let go of getting back to this sense of, of normality. You know? We're trying to sever things. We're trying to, um, to kind of keep a hold of things and preserve things that we have. And, you know, that's not a great mindset to be in. We need to change our folks. We need to pivot. We need to think differently on how we can, you know, change the way we do things now. You know, so if you're a small business, for example, and, you know, you're trying to preserve clients or preserve this or trying to keep the things that you used to do things, the way you used to do things, how do you change that to adapt? You know, it's all about adaptability. And it's the same for whatever you're doing. You know, it doesn't have to be, have to be a business owner to adapt. It's adapting to the situation and making a new set of habits, a new form of, you know, what you're doing on your daily basis and adapting to this new way of living. Yeah, no, that's, I, I completely agree. And I think that's a you know, prime example and a really good point is, uh, you know, how do, how do you improvise and adapt and what you're doing? Uh, and I, I know for, um, I think some sectors, you know, it, it is kind of make or break, you know, especially the hospitality industry. Um, but, you know, like there are ways around that, you know, do you do more deliveries now? Do you use online things like that so you like you said you've got to look at ways to improvise and adapt and like you said a lot of people want to rush back to normal but that that normal's gone yeah. that that's in the past and and we're creatures of habit we want to return back to our old habits and ways of living um because you know the that how society's been running up until this point you know, been going on for years. So people want to run back to what's the norm and what feels safe and uh, comfortable to them. So it, it will be interesting to see how society runs after this and how businesses operate. Because I I saw an article on LinkedIn and it said that office, offices especially are going to have to adapt. They're not going to be the same as they used to be. There's going to be screens. They're going to be more kind of like segregated. And stuff like that. Yeah. So it'll it'll be interesting to see see what happens. I mean, it's going to be less office space. People are probably going to be doing more online online uh, conferences. Yeah. No, it's, everyone's going to start to you know utilize the online space now, and you know it's become going to become the habit. It's going to be the way of working. It's going to be you know it is the future. And you're right. It's going to take time. You know, how's, how is society going to act when, you know, all these quarantines are lifted and people can go back out? Maybe a lot of people that are scared to go back out. You know, you've got to readapt to, to the old ways of, you know, going back in, and it's, it's, it's going to go on for too long that it's going to feel unusual when things do start to go back to the way, in in a in sense of not back to the way they were, but when we can go out and we can go and have a meal in a restaurant and we can go to the pub and we can go and do the things socially together again, it's going to have a different feel. It's going to be different. 
Yeah, no, I agree. And I think, you know, like it takes three, is it three weeks to develop a new habit? So, I mean, we're, people are going to, you know, they've got used to how this is, you know, they, like you said, it's going to be difficult to shift from this to actually going back to work. And a lot of people, you know, might have figured out that the job they've been doing hasn't been serving them. And they might have set something else up or looking to other career opportunities and areas. So, I mean, there's going to be a lot of, I I think in my mind, a lot of businesses with people leaving, a lot of businesses, people not wanting to go back to work. And um, in terms of like going back to restaurants and pubs, like they, they, I don't actually know because I haven't heard anything yet, but they might be just doing social distancing. They might be only letting so many people in the place. And people as well are going to be, you know, pretty traumatized after all of this because it's, it's kind of a frightening experience and people are going to be thinking differently. Exactly. And, you know, it's, it's, this is going to go on for, you know, until they get a treatment that gets around everybody. We don't know, you know, if there's going to be a treatment, how much it's going to cost and stuff. But it's, you know, the way this is going to go is everything's going to be controlled and we need to accept that. You know, like you said, when we go to a pub, you're probably going to have to wait in lines to get tables to restaurants. There's probably going to be less less seats in restaurants. You know, this social distancing thing is going to be going on for at least a year. You know, and it's it's not going to be like the quarantine's lifted. Waha, everyone, everything's back. Go and do what you want to do. It's going to be slowly controlled, and it's eventually going to get less and less and less and less and less. But that's going to be over a long period of time, and we need to accept that. Yeah, that's it. And, you know, I also think as well that we've kind of got off lightly with this. And this is kind of like a, a practice run in some, some aspect because, you know, this, this virus is something that, you know, has killed a lot of people and it's killed different age groups. Um, and and but this is something we need to just accept that there are viruses around and that money and resources and, uh, you know, equipment needs to be, you know, money needs to be put into other areas because it's something we've just not had in our take awareness or taken seriously. And we just need to be more prepared, I think, and um, just accept that this is something that's going to happen every so often. If we're not, you know, if we're not prepared efficiently yeah. enough. No, you're right. Exactly. And that's what we should be thinking. That's what governments should be thinking. And what everybody should be thinking. If this was to happen, so let's say everything gets back to a good good place again. We all feel good. We can go and do what we want. How do we prepare ourselves in case this happens in five, ten years again? So we're better prepared. Mm. It's yeah. taking the learning now and being able to apply that again in the future, you know? Mm-hmm. It, it is a big wake-up call because you know you think of all this money that's gone into the military and investing in technology for that people you know countries have been thinking the next big thing to shake the world would be another country invading or um, North Korea launching something you know uh, which they might I don't know um, <laughs> you know something like that so the money and resources need to go into like healthcare and then things like that yeah. So we, you know, wait, wait. Yeah, you're, you're right. You know, we live. It just shows we live in a world where not everybody has healthcare. Not everyone has food. You know, where not everyone has the basics, and that's where the money should be spent. You know, 
But like you said, we like to spend it on warfare and things, but let's not go too deep into politics. Yeah. yeah but, you know. <laughs> it'll, it'll be okay though. Do you know what I mean? We just, like you said, need to focus on what you yeah. can control and uh, use this time yeah, wisely. Right. And, you know, if you're always, if you're in a better position than somebody else, then help somebody else. You know, there's always mm-hmm. someone out there we can help someone else that's, that's, worse off than us so do what you can to pull them up you know and if everybody was pulling everybody up instead of pushing everyone down we'd live in a better world we really would yeah no that that's exactly it exactly yeah so like um how can how can people find you on uh social media and uh your, your so, um, they can follow my personal profile on Facebook or Instagram, or they can just check out the coaching minds um, and find us on there. And you know, everybody's—I don't know if I'm going to say this, but everyone's welcome to the Wisdom Creators Group. It's an open platform mm-hmm. for anybody who um, wants to join there, and it's full of positivity, full of project, sort of personal growth. So, people are more than welcome to join there too. That's a big. Yeah, sweet. Cool. No, it's, um, you know, definitely positive what you're doing and, uh, you know, you're doing a great job and, you know, continue to wish you all the best with yeah, what you're you doing. You too, man. Keep up these podcasts. I'm looking forward to some more episodes coming through and, and yeah, it's fantastic what you're doing here. So keep it up. It's it's amazing. And keep yeah. doing what you're doing, man. Thank you. Yeah, no, I really appreciate it. And, you know, you're very, you're very welcome to be on, you know, and you can come on this whenever you like. So I really appreciate it. Yeah, okay. you're welcome. Okay. Have an amazing day, mate, and we'll catch you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, you too. Got it, Adam, got it, Adam, got it. Parsivity, 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 parsivity,